listening to a Geek Network interview. Be sure to hit the follow button to get notified when a new episode is available. You can also visit us at geek-network.com for your guide to the geek entertainment news you love. Created for geeks, by geeks, and remember to always geek responsibly. Hi, thank you so much for listening. Uh, This is Danny uh, with Fandom Sessions. Today, I am very excited to have Mike Odd, who is uh, the manager for the infamous Max Sabbath. How are you doing tonight? Fantastic! He's getting ready for the Big Bad Mac show. Uh, before we dive into Mac, um, and we all have Mac attacks, you know, down there, um, just uh, had a couple of questions for you um, outside of this career, because uh, you were part of uh, Rosemary's Billy Goat. Um, how did that project, and then, correct me if I'm wrong, play on words of uh, Rosemary's Baby, how did that come into fruition? Oh, no, that would be right. but um that i've been doing that band for 30 years we just celebrated uh, 30 years with rosemary and billy goat so as far as how that came into fruition i don't think i can remember that far back to be honest (laughs) but yeah it was definitely a rosemary's baby reference no one ever talks about that (laughs) you know i i love horror and i caught on to it really quickly Oh, nice, nice, yeah. Um, Grizz Grimley actually uh, did kind of a Rosemary, uh, Rosemary's Baby uh, parody T-shirt for us, so that's when it finally like was just, we're finally pushing it in people's faces because I don't think anybody caught on. That's actually pretty cool. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Um, after thirty years, man, um, and I know you're splitting your time with Rosemary's Billy, Ga- uh, Billy Goat. And with Max Sabbath, but... Oh, no, Rosemary's Billiard doesn't get any time anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah which actually leads me to my next question. After 30 years, what made you want to, uh, you know, throw the hooves and, you know, hang up the, the horns? <laughs> uh, well, the band is all kind of spread out now. So, you know, they're kind of living in different places. So it's, it's very hard to put it together to do any show that's on a small scale. But if anybody's looking for a, uh, you know, to put a, a reunion show together on a large scale, you know, maybe, uh, you know, that's the whole reason you do farewell shows is so you can line up your more successful reunion shows, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how Motley Crue did it, right? Didn't they uh, sign, like, a contract with the government or something? I was arguing with people like that. Oh, yeah, yeah farewell tour. It's like, no, it's different from Kiss. They signed a contract with the government. I'm like, well, yeah, well, that just shows you how that goes. Final Kiss tour, final, you know, this well, is it. Well, you can always rely on the government. <laughs> <laughs> for keeping Motley Crue caged up, anyway. Yeah. Among other things. So you you toured with uh, quite a lot of bands. Uh, one of them that comes to mind at uh, the top of my head, you know, Buck Cherry. Uh, mm-hmm. Did a lot of music festivals. So yep. doing music festivals and then kind of going uh, a little bit smaller scale with Max Sabbath, but also doing music festivals with them. Um, you know, what would you say? Is, what would you say you like doing more? Playing the big music festivals or doing uh, you know some more intimate shows? That's really a great question because there are really, really a lot of things, a lot of pros and cons for, for, for both. It's, 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 it's really easy. I think it's very easy for a band to connect with the audience when it's kind of like a small punk rock style show. But then like a giant festival thing, 
which is also very, very hard to do. It's very labor intensive. But then like, like Max Sabbath, for instance, when I'm like watching Max Sabbath play at a big festival and watching the expressions of the people that are just walking by that have never heard of it before, that's just priceless. Like you, you, you know, that's, that's what you want. That's the whole thing that you want. Like that's like so fun. I mean, of course you want fans and fans that are, you know, used to it and everything, but the surprise element is really charming. So it's hard to say. There's just good things about both things. Awesome. And, you know, uh, spoiler alert, sorry for anybody listening uh, to this and uh, you want to see them in the future, but how do you manage to keep the lizard wrangled and make sure, you know, he doesn't <laughs> go on a big, you know, attack on, on the audience? <laughs> Wrangling the lizard is a difficult job, uh, for sure. <laughs> it's kind of an inside joke within the band, actually, wrangling the lizard. <laughs> I don't think I'm allowed to say any more about that, actually. I think I'm, 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 I'm bound. <laughs> so, um, a couple of questions here, too. Uh, I know that um, you guys met Dave Grohl. Yeah. Uh, of tofu fighters, tofu fighters, yes. yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> did you guys, you know, uh, start a feud with them? You know, like Diamond King, uh, oh God, Burger King Di- Diamond. Burger Diamond. Yes. No, no, no. That 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 gent is very polite. He's not like Burger King Diamond at all. That guy's vicious. Or uh, what about <laughs> Cinnabon Jovi? Oh yeah, you don't you don't want to hang out with him either. <laughs> <laughs> How do you how do you guys keep coming up with these puns? Uh, Ronald is is constantly uh, you know I, that's what I used to say. I used to say, "Oh, this is Ronald doing his thing or whatever. He's crazy and he's making all this stuff up or whatever." And then we played in Cleveland at the Beachland Ballroom and the opening band and and Burger King Diamond comes out and the, and and he's all, and and Ronald's all mad at me and he's yelling at me. And he's like, you guys planned this and blah, blah, blah. And, and he goes, I talked to security guards and they, they said they didn't know who he was. And then he goes, I think they're telling me a whopper. And I was like, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I don't know what's going on anymore. <laughs> what, one of the biggest questions I do have for you as well is, um, this will be my third time seeing, uh, seeing Max Habeth live. How does everybody come together uh, with just kicking it up a notch with all the stage antics? And how do you make the stage antics even bigger every different show, every or every tour, I should say? Well, I'm so glad to hear that you think that. I, <laughs> I've just been wondering that exact same thing. I'm like, how can I start doing that? <laughs> So let me know when you figure it out. And, uh... I, mean, I don't know. I didn't go to clown school, so I can't figure out the magic tricks going on. I could never afford clown college. <laughs> I was trying to get a scholarship, but it didn't work out. Hey, you're in the music business, though. <laughs> <laughs> you, you had to sell your soul in one way or another. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. I, I, not. I, I didn't mean it in a bad way. <laughs> Is that what happened? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, Man. in a sense, with Rosemary's Billy Go, I mean, you know. Well, yeah. I mean, that was a fun thing, you know. It was a, it was a very, uh, it was very sarcastic. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> one of the rumors uh, has it that uh, you actually met Ronald Osborne in the basement of a you know fast food establishment yeah. restaurant. That's how you set your first meeting. How did Ronald convince you to be like, hey, be my manager? Well, it was so weird because I, I ran this oddities uh, museum and, and so I would get these weird calls and they'd say, oh, come and check this out and blah, blah, blah. So I, I, that was how they wrote me into that and got me down there. And when it happened, I guess he had read something that I said in the press about Black Sabbath and maybe about food or something. So it almost seemed like they were like, I felt like I was being pranked. I felt like like Stevo was going to jump out or something. Alison <laughs> Kutcher, yeah, yeah, somebody, Alan Funt. I don't know, <laughs> but but it's it almost seemed like it was like catered to me or something, and it was like this big joke. But it was way too elaborate to to be that. But he just kind of convinced me with the things that I said. Uh, he kind of tricked me with my own words that this was my destiny or something, and I was just like. Okay, it's funny and ha ha ha, and I'll help you guys book, book a couple of shows in LA because you don't probably know how to do that because you're used to just playing in basements of these burger places for employees that are like breaking the law or whatever, <laughs> like this Fight Club sort of situation. We don't talk about Fight Club. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, never mind. Stop. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I'm like, ah, it'll be a goof, and then. All of a sudden, it was like, oh, uh, they want us to come to England and play Download Festival with with Motley Crue and Slipknot and Kiss and Judas Priest. And I was like, what is going on? So once again, I felt like I was being punked. <laughs> and uh, then we did that. And then we came back and headline, uh, not, he- not headline, but we played uh, right before Elton John. And a festival in San Francisco called Outside Lands. And then I went, okay, this is like a career? <laughs> a career being hassled by this mental clown. Um, <laughs> and uh, 10 years later, I'm, you know, just on my 19th nervous breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of 10 years... Uh, Rolling Scones, by the Rolling way. Rolling Scones, that's another one, yeah. <laughs> that's the Rolling Scones reference. Um, yeah, speaking of 10 years, uh, you have an awesome pop-up record. Also, um, it's 10 years since, again, you've mentioned that, that you're doing this. How does it feel to be doing this for so long and actually being successful and having an audience that gives into the gimmicks uh they do the clown makeup or they dress up like some of the other band members uh what it how's how has that impacted you well the more successful this project is the more trapped i am in it so (laughs) i think 10 years sounds like a real good time to go do something else uh (laughs) but i i wish them well you know (laughs) All right, so what can you tell us about this pop-up record? 
pop-up book. Uh, the pop-up book record was an amazing idea. I mean, when you tell when you when you tell you can't talk to Ronald about any modern technology. He won't acknowledge anything past 1979. He doesn't want to talk about it. He insists that he's uh, teleporting from the 1970s in a wormhole and that if if any modern technology is used, there's going to be a tear in this time-space continuum and terrible things will happen. And I always just, once again, I always thought, oh, this is, you know, just him being insane. But years ago, he talked about, like, you know... If we're not careful, we're going to end up with, like, robot police and fully automated robot burger places and blah, blah, and all this stuff that's, like, coming to fruition. So now I'm, like, totally frightened that it's more real than I thought it could be. Uh, but what was the question? <laughs> oh, yeah, the pop-up book. Yeah. So, so you know, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, they'll say to me, like, you know, uh, oh, yeah, so we got to do uh, streaming and uh, MPs and 3s and the CD, CDD, CDDDs and all this stuff, you know what I mean? And so, you know, and I can't say that to him, so, you know, I'm like, we got to do some kind of a release, some kind of a something, make like a record. So, of course, it's vinyl. And then he likes things that are very uh, tangible, very uh, analog, uh, very uh, touch, touch, and and likes to and likes to, uh, uh, you, you know what I mean. So so this uh, he we did a coloring book first, and because um, it's always um always wants the youth to get the message you know the message to the youth and stuff like that. So at first it was a coloring book, and then it went, and then so the natural progression from a coloring book with a flexi disc single was a full <laughs> LP 12 inch vinyl in a pop-up book and I thought oh that is such a great idea because no one's ever done that before I've never seen a record company do that before and then I found out why because no record company would be dumb enough <laughs> to lose that much money <laughs> Because it's so expensive, but it's so cool and such a great thing that like will never be printed ever again. I can guarantee everybody that it's never going to happen again. So there's a few left, and they're I'm sure they're going to be going for many hundreds of dollars on eBay soon. So grab it while you can. Um, it's it's an amazing piece of rock and roll and food history. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's true. It is. Also, rewind, rewinding back a little bit uh, with robots coming down. I mean, you you toured with Cybertronic Spree, or Max Sabbath did. Right, right, right. Which right. was awesome. So right. maybe Ronald is on to something. I mean, how do you feel about that? Well, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's fun references to, you know, pop culture robots. You know, and then there's even real robot like captured like 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 Mac has played with uh, captured by robots, which actually has real robots. But these are low these are low tech robots we're talking about. We're talking about not talking about the actual robot resistance that's coming. So or robots in disguise. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Hashtag ban the bot. <laughs> uh, we laugh now, but we will cry later. AI is coming. <laughs> it's, it's it's scary, yeah. And what would you say uh, up to this certain date has been your favorite onstage antic that uh, the band does, and you getting to observe it from you know the sidelines? 
Right. Uh, <laughs> um, actually, that's funny. I never talk about. I've never really mentioned this, but there's a there's actually a. Yeah, I don't want to spoiler alert it, but let's just say there's a blue velvet. There's a reference from the film Blue Velvet that happens during the set, which is a real kind of deep dive that I don't think most of the audience understands the reference, but it's really funny to watch the confused faces during that. And then the like three people who do get it and see their reactions. That's really, it's really fun. So if you see the set, you'll, 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 you'll know what we're talking about if you've seen blue velvet, but (laughs) if not, then you will be just as confused as you were in this part of the interview. It's going to fly over your head. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) It's David Lunchian. It's David Lunch. So, <laughs> the uh, I guess like the other biggest thing I have for you as well is just um, you know outside of uh, the genre that you work in, uh, I know a lot of sci-fi elements go into the show as well. Um, you know, what would you say is like the biggest influence uh, sci-fi wise and music wise? that uh, doesn't correlate with, uh, music-wise, that doesn't correlate with uh, the genre that Max Sabbath is playing. Wow. I think I might have time-traveled during that. (laughs) Long-winded, sorry. (laughs) Well, I think the most sci-fi thing about it is the guy teleports from the 1970s in a wormhole to save everybody from the current state of... uh, fast food and uh, current state of food and music you know that's the most sci-fi thing about the whole thing whether or not the uh, audience members are picking up on that or not but I mean that guy is definitely from outer space if you know what I mean oh yeah definitely I see that <laughs> uh, clowns from outer space boom killer clowns yeah, from outer space yeah 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 it's killing me I'll tell you that much and uh, music wise uh, you know influences outside of the genre that you're representing biggest influences I would say probably Max Sabbath's biggest influence is Black Sabbath. Well, yeah, uh, <laughs> no, I meant you personally. Oh, me personally? Yes. Oh, um, I love the Cramps. I love the Dead Kennedys. I, you know, I, uh, I love uh, Alice Cooper. You know, yeah. so yeah. yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, last question. It's gonna be a little bit deep. I uh, like to end things on a positive note. So, uh, you know, any piece of advice that you could give to your younger self, knowing the knowledge you have now, what would that advice be? When you see the clown, run! Run! I mean, I, I mean, didn't you post something on Instagram with you uh, being a kid and playing with Ronald McDonald? <laughs> well, you really do your homework. Yeah, man, I got to keep it, you know, I got to make sure I know my shit. <laughs> well, as part of the whole uh, theme of the band is, is, is sort of a love-hate kind of formative brainwashing kind of, uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so uh, whether or not we, we uh, uh, go, go against certain things, well, the first five uh, sort of uh, psychologically deep things that have happened on purpose to us they're, they're, they're still there so the, the things that we crave comfort for we can fight against them all we want and it's, it's still there it's still there 
I don't know. This conversation is getting a little psychological. We might need to bring a therapist on board to finish this. Oh, yeah. You know, I have one on call. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, And then this portion of the show, um, you know, go ahead and plug any future shows that uh, Max Havitt's doing. Uh, Obviously, Rosemary's Billy Goat isn't happening anymore. But uh, any projects. Until it is. If anybody's looking for a (laughs) comeback reunion tour, let's get it. Um, well, I can tell you that tomorrow night in Las Vegas. Well, they probably won't. Yeah. Area 15. Yeah, but that, you know, I don't imagine that you're going to broadcast this immediately. So that's no, like, but I mean, any like other that. shows, you know, <laughs> or uh, any albums uh, uh, in, um, in social media. Uh, let's see. Uh, what is that? March 22nd in Orange County at the Observatory with. Uh, D.I., legendary Orange County punk band D.I., and uh, the Voluptuous Pinks. And I believe that show is also happening in Ventura a couple days later with D.I. So uh, I know that's happening. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I just want to say thank you so much for your time. Um, Thank you. Third time was a charm. Finally got you. Awesome. For the interview. So thank you so much for your time. I'm so glad you got to talk to the darts. We love the darts. Awesome. And I uh, can't wait, uh, you know, for Max Abbott to kill it. And uh, hopefully, you know, we get a chat soon again. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank awesome. you.